Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving working moms come to learn how to stop over drinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Masenek, and let's dig in. Welcome to episode 54, an interview with former client Kate. We are recording live on the podcast, first podcast of 2020, I think. Whoa, that's exciting. Yeah, because I recorded my last one of 2019 on New Year's Eve. So this is the first podcast of the new year, Kate. Yay. You're amazing. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. I'm excited. So we're going to start in on um, why Kate decided that she was ready for a coach. So I'm just going to let you tell the story of that day you decided to give me a call and sort of what that looked like for you. Yeah, so um, I am a teacher and a tutor, and I had a student. um, I help kids with organization and planning and time management. And um, I had had this experience at school where I just, you know, I gained a lot of weight. Um, That was what my, my issue was, that I was exercising but not losing any weight and I was gaining weight and things were moving in strange places I had back fat it was it was very frustrating (laughs) and um so I said to this mom I need a me for me like I need somebody who helps me break those tasks down and and that's what I need and the the mom said oh you need to call Angela that's what Angela does I'm like Angela What's, what's an Angela? What's, what do you mean? There's like a me out there who could help me with my food stuff. Yeah, call her. And the bo- rock bottom moment was I was wearing this beautiful velvet blazer at work. And I had gained so much weight, it didn't really fit right. And I had somehow stretched or moved and I ripped the back of that blazer down the back. And no one told me. And I got home and I had this split seam and I was so embarrassed and mad and frustrated. And I thought, that's it. Fuck it. I am calling Angela. And I sort of just impulsively picked up the phone and looked up that number and called. And I remember being in the coffee shop where I tutor, mm-hmm. um, taking the call uh, for that 30-minute consultation and sort of launching into this thing like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should use paleo or keto or points. And we had been sort of laughing back and forth a little bit about being from the Midwest. Like I could hear it in your voice and I think you could hear it in mine. And you just sort of laughed and said, well, first off, I'm going to need you to calm the fuck down. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I'm in love. I have somebody I can laugh with and swear mm-hmm. with. And um, cause I'm kind of cussy, but not at school when I'm with kids. I don't do that. But um, I do it with my clients though. It's the beauty of having your own business. Yeah, you can do it if you want to. And that made me instantly feel that connection. Like, well, actually, you know, I could be honest and truthful mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to have to filter. Because yeah. if you're going to do this work, you need to be kind of brave. Yeah. And you need somebody who you don't have to be a different self. Yes. Or you're not going to probably get to the stuff that you need to right. get to. So that's yeah. how I came to you. Yeah, so Kate and, and I worked together. She wanted to lose weight. Yep. And so that was her primary goals. What what were your goals? So it was to lose weight. Did you have a couple more? No, that was it. not that was really. It was really yeah. just I was so frustrated by my weight gain. Mm-hmm. And I worked out religiously and specifically 
but just ate like a drunk toddler. Mm-hmm. I ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted to eat it. and couldn't seem to get a structure around mm-hmm. it. So that was really my big goal. Yeah. And that thought ladder work that we did around it was so immediate that I think it was like after the second um, session, I was like, okay. Yeah. Got it. I remember that session. It was like, so tell me your thoughts about food. Tell me what you think about preparing your own food and planning and all of that. And you had a lot of thoughts. I did. I had a very specific (laughs) um, story I would tell myself Mm -hmm. around cooking. I don't like to cook. And it was sort of kind of connected to stressful um, memories around my ex-husband. My ex-husband was the cook in my family. And he was very... um, sort of just controlling around food and you had to eat what he made or his feelings would be hurt and it would start off this whole ugly downward spiral. So I just sort of avoided it because it reminded me of that um, that stressful time. And I remember that was probably the first aha moment was when you um, talked about that as an optional thought and just a story I was telling myself. And what if I chose a different story to to tell myself around preparing food. And it was just a it was I remember mind you're blowing. Like, you, wait, I, you're like, what? I can just stop thinking now? I'm like, yeah, you can just decide that Stop it. you're done thinking about it that way because clearly it wasn't helping you, right? It was creating mm-hmm. a very re- obvious result for you that you weren't having, you weren't eating healthy, she wasn't preparing her own foods, nope. she was making it way too complicated. Right. And it was causing her, like, remember, I teach our thoughts, create our results. And that her result was that she was stuck and not happy with her weight and not feeling good about things. So I'm like, you know, you could just not <laughs> could do that. that story if you wanted to and think about a way that thinking about it in a way that makes you feel better and your actions from there will be obvious. It sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. Like when you when we talk about it now, I'm like, uh, duh. <laughs> but at the time, I was I was actually almost perplexed. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you didn't understand my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but no, I understood it. Just stop it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Quit doing it. Yeah. Because it doesn't help you. Right. Well, what do you get from that story? You know, I'm ripping my blazers like fat guy in a little jacket. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. And so that kind of flipped a switch for me. And I started thinking about it differently. I would... Um, journal Mm -hmm. like I would walk through that thought ladder Mm -hmm. each morning Mm -hmm. um, on paper do you remember what your new thought was that you locked into and that helped you yeah it was um, I like feeling in control I like knowing what's going to happen and by planning my meals I get to be in control and know what's going to happen and then I don't feel frustrated and um, sort of like I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. I know what's going to happen. I controlled it. Mm-hmm. I like the food that I bring with me. And then I'm not left in a lurch someplace trying to grab something so I'm not hungry. Yeah. Because the things you can grab are usually like, you know, vanilla lattes and scones. Yeah. And drive-by food is not mm-hmm. usually created to help us feel great long term. Yeah. And you also suggested I cut out flour and sugar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I laughed and said, well, that'll be awkward because you're like what else, what else is there I'll starve that's all I eat yeah and I I love a good rule mm. you know I, I love a simplifying like so I don't have to keep thinking about things just stop mm. it 
And so it was just very simple. I cut out flour and sugar. I felt kind of like I had the flu for a couple days. like, And then I replaced it with very simple, like kind of routine-driven meals. So mm-hmm. I just stopped thinking about it. Yes. Like, I'm going to have a cheese stick and a hard-boiled egg for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. I'm going to have spinach with some protein on it mm-hmm. for lunch. Stop it. I'm going to have, you know, this for dinner. Because I don't love that kind of... And I live alone Mm -hmm. um, most of the time, so I don't really need to have, like, elaborate meals. Mm -hmm. I don't really enjoy that. That's not fun to me, really. Mm -hmm. I just want to not be hungry. Yeah. And so I just ate what was there. It freed up so much brain space. Yes. So I could just calm the fuck down. Yeah. And stop worrying about it. Yeah, I remember that's what you told me. You're like, I just want something easy. And I'm like... I know this is crazy. This is like a crazy idea, but just planning your food ahead of time, 24 hours in advance, yep. and writing down. You don't have to prep it all, nope. right? You just have to write it down. Yes. It takes two minutes, if that, to write down what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you just, the next day when it comes, you honor that commitment. And you let go of all of those in-the-moment decisions and then all the shame and regret and guilt that you have if you Done. eat too much or you don't eat something that feels good in your body. And then you lose all the bullshit chatter. It's just it's done. It's just freedom. It was weird. Yeah. It was so liberating. Yeah. And then you're real practical, too, about things like, well, go buy a rotisserie chicken and hack yes. it off and drop yeah, it. don't make it. If you don't want to cook, buy don't, pre-cooked food. Don't it's cook. so easy. You can buy pre-cooked hard-boiled eggs and yes. cheese already cut up. Like, yes. it doesn't have to be right. complicated. And I have a weird benefit in that my, my children are grown and... I, it's just me. So I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So instead of that being like, oh, yeah, sad mm-hmm. me. Like, whoa, yay me. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we like, right? We don't like being restricted. Like, we're rebels, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we don't like being told what to do. And then, <laughs> right? And no. so, like, when you, like, I loved it when you said, like, I'm in control. I get to choose. Yep. Like, that is what is we all want, yep. right? And when you're like, you know, I actually want to have chicken and a salad and eating healthy. Like, that's what the real you wants yep. when you want to lose weight and you have these goals in mind. Like, when you think that way and you're planning ahead, you're never at the effect of that primitive, in-the-moment type desire or pleasure that you're seeking. So when you yep. plan your food ahead of time, you are always know you're in control with when you have your goals in mind, especially if you want to lose weight, especially if you want to stop over drinking, like it's, it's all exactly the same. Yep. It was very, and it was really effective. I lost 27 pounds and haven't gained an ounce of it back. And it's just like the way I live my life now. And I don't feel, um, deprived. I, I eat like if there's a special occasion and I know I want something, Mm -hmm. I plan for it. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to have it. I enjoy every bite of it. And then I'm done. And it's over. Yeah. Like, it's not a, a it's not really a reward. Right. It's not like a numbing tool. Yes. It's very much something I look forward to and plan. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done. It's, it's strangely. It's just freeing. I mean, yeah. it's just like, think about all the time you spent, all the years that you spent uh, thinking about food or planning food or regretting food, ugh. and this applies to alcohol too, right? right? Thinking about drinking, not drinking, waking up in the morning with regret and shame and the miserable bloating feeling when you overdrink or overeat. When you plan ahead and you drop all that bullshit, it just becomes easy. And it's, it's just like so part easy. of your life. And, it's... and then I think of it as like a portable toolkit. Mm-hmm. Like I use the tools first to stop overeating mm-hmm. and 
just eating crappy flyby food. Um, and then I use it for other things now. Mm-hmm. That tool of optional thought yes. and using the thought ladder. Yeah. I it's like I can use it for anything now. Yeah. Tell I, me tell me about a recent time when you have used that. Um, well there's so many. It's been a complete life shifter. But um I recently got a, a really major job promotion, like once in a lifetime, kind of like achievement. And I used to tell myself that I couldn't go back to school to get the advanced degree I needed because I would have to stop my um, tutoring and I couldn't spend money on tuition and lose money on tutoring. And I told myself that story and anyone else who would listen about this sort of poverty cycle of being a single mom and not being able to get out of that. It was very compelling. It was very believable mm-hmm. and true. It was true, except it doesn't you, have to be you true. You made it true. Right? I made it true. Yeah. Like, sure, that's a story you can mm-hmm. tell yourself. It's an optional thought. And so I thought, huh, what if I tried my Angela Magic on but let tell that. me tell them about the the catalyst though about how you were training your third. Oh person. yeah, I was ready to train my third supervisor. Yeah, and so I already knew how to do the work, mm-hmm. but I couldn't apply for the position because I didn't have this um, degree. And so, um, the idea of that was so frustrating to me. It felt so bad, mm-hmm. and my um, supervisor was sort of like, yeah, that's going to keep happening. Mm -hmm. Real flat. Like, if you don't want that to happen, you need to figure out a way to get into a program and work work on that degree. And I know you're mad about it. I can see your face. You're mad. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You can be mad. But you have, that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And I was so mad. I was like, God damn it. That I picked up the phone and I, I got into a program sort of sideways I came in sideways and late like I signed up through um, an adult learning program not a full um, acceptance into the program Mm -hmm. but I got two courses um, under my belt and the deadline is um, next month for full acceptance and because I had the plan in place and a a end graduation date um, they allowed me to apply for the position I was interviewed by 30 people um really intense process and um I got the job so amazing you guys. yeah it's a big deal like like a big deal mm-hmm. and I had told myself that other story for so long that I 100% believed it so I just used that thought ladder and I don't mean just I mean it's a total paradigm shift right. of how you think mm-hmm. but uh, I applied it and all the stories I tell myself things I can't do like oh god I don't I don't know how to do that well google it Mm-hmm. like ask somebody well, what's okay this idea that I have to know how to do everything myself I can't ask for help I'm a failure if I make mistakes mm-hmm. Where? what is that weird story so I just stopped telling myself that and now I say things like um, it's a sign of bravery when you ask for help it makes other people feel knowledgeable when they get to be the helper instead of always the person who's mm-hmm. helped it's the same thing. It's just looking at it this way yeah. instead of that way. So the power of changing your one thought and that one story, which is probably three or four sentences about your financial situation. Yes. 
for years yeah, that prevented years. you, that made you feel stuck, stuck. or like a victim. Yes. And your actions from that place were to just keep doing the same thing and be miserable about it and bitch about it, right? Right. In the past, maybe you ate. <laughs> yes. Right? But it just caused the same results of you being somebody with this degree that had all the skills, had all the knowledge, all yep. the experience to do this job, but was just missing one piece. And but refused story, to go do it. Yeah. The thoughts that you had about it was, was holding her back, and she learned how to recognize that within herself and coach herself based on the tools that she learned to lose weight, the exact same tools to lose weight. She ridiculously went and got a, an amazing job. and It's a career changer. It's, it's a life changer. It's like a total life changer. Yeah. I told a friend who's known me for 20 years, mm-hmm. um, who's been, you know, who's a really dear friend who watched the, you know, the fear and anxiety and worry about not having financial security. Um, she cried when I told her. She just sat at the dinner table last night and cried. I know it makes me want to cry. Because she was so happy and relieved. Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, you're safe. You're safe now. Yeah. Like, you can stop. I'm like, yeah, I got it. And like, it's just so amazing at, like, at our age, me being midlife, right? Like, to be yep. able to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to go back to school, have a side gig, and a full-time job, and children, and a relationship, and a home to take care of, yep. and plan my food, and I'm going to say enough is enough, and like go get a degree, and yep. then oh, go apply for a new job and change your life. Like This happened within like two months. Like, yes. Nuts, right? Yep. Like, who does that, Kate? I did it. <laughs> and I'm old. Like, I'm 54 years old next month. When I was in my program, um, I had to give my first presentation. <laughs> And I looked out at the room of people I'm taking this class with, these other adult learners. And the stuff that was hard for me was like using technology to submit my homework. And I, I you know, I did it, and I, but I had to ask for help. I, yeah. I met with a friend and she helped me submit. Like I'd sit with her and say, okay, I'm ready to submit it. Am I doing that right? And she would walk me through it. And when I told my col- colleagues, my students my classmates I said the last time I was in college there were no cell phones and I did my homework on a Smith Corona typewriter everybody in the room was like oh god that's a lot and then on top of that learning how to do all that we can do so much more than we think we can right Kate like it's weird it's crazy it's just changing identifying first that you might be having a limited thought or a limited belief about yourself that isn't serving you that's like just takes self-awareness yeah, it's not hard. We all can analyze how we're thinking. Stop and question: Is this the only way to think about this? Right. Is is there another option to think about this in a different way? Stupid stuff like my car wouldn't start um, this weekend, and like my immediate first thought was, "Oh, I did something wrong and didn't maintain the car the right way." What? Like I'm the I'm like supposed to like ninja prevent car maintenance? <laughs> thing? Like what the hell is that? And I thought, oh, well, I could, like, open the manual and read what that light means. Oh, I think my gas cap's loose, so I need to tighten it. Oh, I don't have to pay to have the car towed because I just calmed the fuck down and figured it out (laughs) without going into this weird, like, panicky. you didn't take care of the car, and that's why it's not going to start, and you don't have enough money to get to, like, what are you going to, like, that's not even accurate. What are you doing? Stop it. Stop it. And so I read the owner's manual, tightened the gas cap, and drove on. 
Which is like just it it seems like a small thing, but like if that's how you were reacting to all of the Everything. things in your life, like imagine always feeling that way in your days. So many of us just are at the effect of our thoughts and our feelings without thinking that we can change them. Yep. So many of us. If you don't know how to manage your mind, you are. <laughs> like you are at the all effect the time. of this all the time. Your brain wants to go to the worst case scenario all the time. That's just its default programming. Oh my God, I was so good at that. Yeah. Like all the time. I'm such a good defensive thinker because yeah. I lived in stressful situations mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. Um my son has severe autism, and my um, ex-husband was an untreated alcoholic. So I was on alert all the time. Yeah. And, and my brain learned how to do that. Mm-hmm. And retraining my brain to stop that mm-hmm. was hard work. But, I mean, I feel like I'm just sort of starting to get that I can do it anywhere, anytime, yes. anytime I want. Yeah. I can stop that other thing and do it the other way. And prevent so much catastrophe and negative oh my emotion God. and spin out and suffering. Yes. Like, I like to think about coaching. Like, I, it's like, I called it this yesterday. It's BC and AC, so before coaching and after coaching, like, in my life. And I think it's probably similar for you, too. Absolutely. But it's like, I suffered so much longer. So it would be like, something would happen, mm-hmm. like something out of my control. And then I would spin out for four or five days, probably drink and eat and just be like, this sucks for way longer than necessary. And now I'm just like, okay, this might be sucky. I'm going to feel and process this. How can I think about this differently? And I suffer. I still suffer, right? Like, right. we still suffer. We still have negative emotions. Right. But you, you don't have to be in it for as long as it was in the past. No, and it affected my health. Like, yeah. I had chronic high blood pressure. Mm, I remember Because you told I was, that. like, yes. wound so tight yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, stay alert, stay alive. Mm-hmm. Stay alert, stay alive. Yeah. And um, your blood pressure came down, right? Like right mm-hmm. away. As soon as like the weight came off you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thinking. Yeah. Like that being chronically on alert, it impacts my sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, I sleep better. Mm-hmm. I had the most disruptive sleep patterns ever. That's bad. For, that's bad for your health. Mm-hmm. So I think about that one decision, you know, fucking calling Angela. When I think <laughs> about that coat being the thing, like being embarrassed that I had. Yeah. Like outgrew my coat, but I think it's sometimes it's like this metaphor. It's like I had outgrown that way of thinking, yes. and it was time for that to be over. Yeah, and I, I'm not an overdrinker. That's not my <clears throat> that's not my choice mm-hmm. when I'm stressed. But I was a a careless, disruptive eater. Mm-hmm. Like, just ate whatever I could get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like when, when people come on for the coaching, it's just like they have one thing usually that is like, if I could tell this one thing, I would be happy, right? Right. The, the overeating, the overdrinking, that's just one action that we do as humans. But like, I think the biggest surprise to all of my clients that coach with me is like, it's so much more than, it's everything. than food and alcohol or spending money or any action that we do that we don't like, right? It's, right. it's, we talked about relationships and your past and your right. colleagues at work and your future. Like, it's how you think about all the areas in your life and yep. then how that makes you feel and then what you do. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't like what you do, like eating, drinking, spending money, yelling at your kids, overthinking, bitching to your family and colleagues, you have to back it up and look at what you're thinking in your mind, what your thoughts are in your mind cause all of it all of it and it's all optional it's optional thought yeah. I had a colleague that um I was in sort of this low grade I wouldn't even call it a conflict but um 
this person sort of made a face at me while we were in a meeting. Even saying it, I just feel stupid. But I was like, oh, enough with that. And I told Angela the story. <laughs> she was like, Wait, what do you care what their face is doing? You're not in charge of their face. I'm like, did you not get the story? You must not have gotten it right. But this idea that I needed to control someone else's response. Well, it was just like, that's inappropriate, right? It was yeah. like thoughts like, that's not how you treat your colleagues or you shouldn't do that. It's disrespectful. Right. And, like, and it was just that those thoughts that you had about him was making you feel irate yes. and enraged, right. right? Which didn't serve her. It did not. Like if those thoughts didn't cause that emotion, then fine, have those thoughts. But it was causing her issues and she was stuck and spinning out. And I remember you saying, is that feeling serving you? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. So change it. Yeah. Optional thought. And I just... I mean, it's it's just, it's kind of like it blows your mind. Yeah. So when I got this big job, um, I wanted Angela to know, and I wanted other people to know, like, how you think about things controls so much about what's happening, it's and you can, you can change it. Yeah, so good. So yay. I love it. And I think, like, when, I, when I'm selling my program, and, like, I, you know, I make offers to people to come join me in my coaching program to stop over drinking, and it's hard for me to explain the long-term benefit of what changing your mind and learning how to manage your mind is and what the value is on that, right? Like, yeah. so when, when I ask people to invest in themselves and into their mind or join me in a coaching program and I share how much it costs, a lot of people are just like, what the fuck? You know, like, Ugh. seriously? I can, I can get this for free at AA or I can join Weight Watchers for $40 a month. And it's just so much, like, then why haven't you done that? That's what I'm like. If those things worked, then fine. You wouldn't be here, though, right? Like, usually, like, the free things, like Kate said in the, in the beginning, it's like when you put money down on something, there's a shift, right? There's you're, You've got skin in the game now. And it and the value of what you get by learning how to manage your mind, just she just almost doubled her income. Yeah. It was, like, it was a big deal. I, um... I think the value, when I started to think about how much time I spent worried, frustrated, angry, yes. sad, not able to sleep, mm-hmm. worried about my blood pressure being too high, eating out, like grabbing whatever food mm-hmm. to make myself feel better, um, just my coffee intake mm-hmm. at different coffee shops. <laughs> Like you add that up and that's a, probably not even close to what the expense was of, of being coached. Yeah. So to me that the peace of mind and the also sort of a sense of control, like I can control this in a way and that's big for me, <laughs> clearly. For a lot of people. But, but that I get to be in charge of this mm-hmm. and I'm paying for it. And then I know what to do, and I just have to do it. Mm-hmm. It just cleared all that noise away. Mm-hmm. And then I have this portable set of skills that apply to anything. So Weight Watchers might have taught me how to count some points, and I might have lost the, the weight while I did it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't help me understand my relationships with my kids, or with my coworkers, or with my partner, or with my financial security this is like a universal donor. It applies yes. to everything. Yes. Um, and it allows me to help my colleagues that I mentor. It allows me to help 
Your, the people that you coach, my, your students, yep, yeah, absolutely. Like you get to be in charge of what you do. It's very, it's very empowering. And so, and I think, well, what would you, what dollar amount would you put on that? I'm like, I don't know, but I'd figure out a way to, to tap into that when I needed it, and I did need it, and I, I use it, and so to give people that back. And it's not just if, it's not just about you know, alcohol wasn't my issue, mm-hmm. but that numbing and that mm-hmm. avoiding and that story I tell myself yes. and that sort of pattern of failure, mm-hmm. that was my story. Mm-hmm. And coaching kind of undid that for me. I think also, too, for a lot of people, it's um, we give our power away, our emotional well-being to other people, or we think other <laughs> things cause our feelings, mm. which is when, when I taught that to you, <laughs> you're like, wait. I'm responsible for making myself feel irate right now. What? Like, what, you're nuts. Like, Angela. Yeah, I would I'm get... I'm sure so many people say that. But. I would get really like, I don't think she understands. Yeah. Like, no, I was... did that. Or she did that, right? I, I just would think, like, maybe Angela hasn't had enough coffee yet. <laughs> I know it's early. We would coach at 5.30 in the morning. Right. Right. We would coach at 5.30. Yeah. And I would think, wait a minute. And... We joked about it a little bit. Like when you're being coached, there isn't like a a friend thing. Like, oh, I don't want to hurt Kate's feelings. Right. It's a very direct. Like, I'm going to tell you what somebody else might not tell you. Yes, and you need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And when I think about the value of that, mm-hmm. that's huge. Because you're there just for me. Like you're there just to tell me the truth Mm -hmm. and just to help me shift so I can be more successful. Yes. You're not worried about any of the other pieces and you have Mm -hmm. no other ulterior motive. Yes. Other than how can I move forward? Yes. And what's the, what value do you put on that? Yeah. It's just like a coach for anything else. Like if you hire a baseball coach or a pitching coach, Right. right? They're not there to be your friend. They're there to tell you what moves you need to adjust and how you need to hold your body and make a different swing. Right. And, and that's the same thing with somebody that helps you see your thoughts and how you can think about differently. I don't worry about what you think about me after a coaching session. If I did, I wouldn't be as effective no. as we can be in our sessions. I think that's a great point. Thank you for saying Yeah, it was yeah. very, it was very clear Yeah, that... You're only there to help me. Yes. I'm there to help you achieve the goals that you have. Yes. And if that means, like, me putting our relationship on the line a little bit and showing, like, listen, you have to be open to seeing this in a different way. Otherwise, you're not going to change. And that's totally fine, too. Right? Oh, you would say that. Right. You can keep thinking this if you want to. Totally fine. That's fine. I'm not judging you for that at all. No, you would say that. But if you want different results, then you have to be open to thinking about this differently. Yes, you did. Yeah. You 100% said that. (laughs) You can go ahead. Yeah. And tell yourself that story if yes. you like it. Is it working? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not working. Yeah. And then that, like, I loved having the homework. I loved having the assignments. Mm-hmm. I love a good ritual. So that idea of waking up early, setting my intentions for the day, mm-hmm. planning to to have a good day, not mm-hmm. hoping I had a good day, but planning it. Yes. It was so... Like, I am going to have a good day. Not like, well, let's just see how it goes. Right. right. Like that's what I tell people when you're planning to like go out on a social function. You don't want to overeat and overdrink. Mm-mm. Don't just say, well, we'll see. No, you get to decide ahead right. of time what that experience looks like for you by how you're thinking. Yeah. And why set yourself up to have to do all that work on the fly? Yes. It's so I found that oh to be gosh. so stressful. Yes. And that's when I would like be like, oh, screw it. Yeah. And I'd grab something 
or I'd, I'd fall back into my old story. Yes. So I would plan that this is what the day is going to look like. Mm-hmm. That was very helpful to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I use it all the time still. So, so good. Yes. Very good. Oh my gosh. There's a lot of you guys watching. Do you guys have any questions that you want to ask Kate? You could type them in or me about coaching or, um, Kate's story at all. We're happy to, if you guys have any answer them, I'll look over here in the comments. Um, this is so fun. Thank Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I mean, makes me, um, I'm so grateful, you know, when I think about where I was a year ago, it was really almost like a year to the day. You started on like January 6th. I think you signed up right before the holidays and then you're like, let's go. Right. January. So one year of this shift. And when I think about the changes I've made, it's in a short amount of time. Like, I can't even quite believe, like, I'm in a master's program. I have a new job. I lost 27 pounds. I think differently about all the things all the time. And it's not even hard. I, um, really? It's not. It's just right? not even hard. Yeah. It's not, like, I like mm-hmm. what you talk about, like, white knuckling. Yes. It's not that. It's It's just sort of a way of thinking and being and doing. And it was all that shift of how I was thinking about things. It's so weird. Good. I don't know what to say. It. It's weird. It's magic. It is. It's a little woo witchery type. <laughs> it's so but it's like, you know, people don't think that our thoughts or even challenge our thoughts or like, we can't see it, right? So like people want to invest in things or buy things when they know the outcome of it. Or like, if I could buy it off the shelf in a box and it said guaranteed, blah, 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 then we're so much more comfortable buying it. But when we start, when I start selling your feelings, and I'm selling you on trying to change the thoughts in your mind. They're like, what the fuck? You know, like, what is this? I, I can't explain it, but yeah. there's also a practice piece to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you practice there's it. There's a commitment to it. So, like, I think Kate is somebody that, you know, I could tell right away that she, she was a coach. So she coaches students. Yep. And um, I knew that she was open to it. But you have to be open to doing the things and, like, listening to your coach and doing the, the daily assignment and, like, putting that into practice on a regular basis and being committed to doing that. You can't just change the way you're thinking. I mean, I think you did quickly, but it's like, unless you're committed to thinking that new thought or that new way, yes, it's not going to be effective. If you're just go, okay, that sounds good. I can try that. And then you go right back into your old ways. It's not going to be a permanent solution, but her daily ritual of getting up in the morning and journaling and planning made it a permanent solution. It's just what you're doing now. Right. And I still have things that are, um, evolving Mm -hmm. you know where like I can see like that's an old pattern that I'm still using Mm -hmm. um like my my next probably focus goal is going to be around um like self-care that isn't necessarily self-care like p.s. shopping Mm. you know like oh I can run by the thrift shop and see or the consignment store Mm -hmm. like weird little treats for myself Mm -hmm. that I don't really need Mm -hmm. and I can rethink Mm -hmm. is that really a treat or is that kind of a burden because now you got to hang on to it and find it and pack it and move it and Mm -hmm. store it and so that's probably my next thing I'm looking at it's not like um it is magical but it also is there's always something that we have in our lives to work on. That's right. the beauty of this. Like we, right. we have sixty thousand thoughts a day. We have all everything's evolving and changing on a constant basis. Right. I always am getting coached. I have like three different coaches I talk to. Right. <laughs> Business, myself, my relationships, all of it. Like it's it's something that you want to work on all the time. And I think just using this tool of the model 
the thought model, you can apply it to any area of your Anything. life. Yeah. Right. It's been, um, it's just kind of a giant game changer. Yeah. Like a giant game changer. I'm weird. I don't, I'm not very <laughs> we articulate. Could, we could, but, no, we could geek but, out on this stuff all day long. It's yeah. so good. But, but um, if you're thinking about it and it's something that you're tired of being in this other loop, um, I'm just really glad I made that choice. Thank you, Kate. You're welcome. Thank you. So good. All right, we're going to sign off. Let me check and make sure nobody had any questions. But you guys are awesome for coming. This is going to be on the podcast, so the first podcast of the new year. And that will be uploaded next week. But you can come back and watch the video. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Happy New Year. Bye. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed that amazing interview with Kate. She is so awesome. Thank you so much, Kate. If you guys want to be like Kate and change everything in your life, learn how to stop over drinking, lose some weight, make more money, feel better about your life, sleep better, I'm inviting you to join me in my new small group coaching program called Stop Over Drinking and Start Living. If you're interested in applying to join that program, you can find the link to apply in the show notes here on the podcast or on my website, AngelaMasenek.com. Think about what you could have in your future. If you learn how to get this stuff under control, manage your mind, you can create whatever you want in your life. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.